The following podcast was previously recorded on March 7th. This was right on the day of AEW Revolution, and we also were recording our weekly podcast. So we did have a topic for this week. It was stunt queen tactics and how the companies, including WWE and AEW, need to focus on other things instead of just stunt queening. The first audio that you're going to hear was just us having a general conversation about it. And the second one is us getting into it more in depth, also while watching AEW Revolution. So we're going to have to kind of tie all that in together. But I really liked the conversation. So I want you guys to be a part of it. So this is the first part of the conversation about us talking about AEW and the issues with the stunt tactics that they've been using to maintain their status on top as the top wrestling company in the world. We're also going to tie in WWE and our issues with them in their stunt tactics and the comparisons of the two companies. They are warred against each other and it is a conversation that needs to be had. So with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the show. There have been speculation about AEW's revolution and um, who they planned on signing tonight. It's supposed to be tonight. When you guys hear it, it'll be the next day. So they're supposed to be signing someone big, Hall of Fame worthy were the words that were used by the big show as well as Tony Khan. Now, um, I know Nicole is tired of having this conversation, but we're a podcast, we have to do it. <laughs> and it's, it's been speculated that several people could do it. Kurt Angle has been acting like an influencer for the last 24 hours and just posting all these cryptic ass um, videos on his social media. Word has come down that it was going to be Christian. That's the guy. And um, Bret Hart's name has been thrown out there as men as well as Mark Henry and plenty of other names. I don't right off know who it's going to be. And at this point, I just don't care enough to be invested. I, whoever it is, I hope you guys, you know, enjoy the life and do something great with AEW and push it forward. And that's pretty much all I have to say on that until Nicole tells us who it actually is. I don't have anything else to say about it. What do you guys think? Um... I only have two things to say. Um, either enjoy the ex-WWE talent that's going to bury the rest of the guys that's on the roster. Oh, she went for the juggler, y'all. Damn. <laughs> or enjoy the indie darling that they signed, and within three months, they're not going to know what to do with them. Oh, glory. Okay. Only way I'll enjoy if it's Kurt Angle, if it's Perk Angle, but he's clean, so. Oh, God. She called him Perk oh. Angle. <laughs> Well, really I sure. thought I thought it was gonna be Kurt Angle, but actually, it's not. It's supposedly he was promoting his new podcast that he was doing. Um, I also thought Bret Hart, but they said that whoever this person was wasn't in the Hall of Fame yet, and Bret Hart has been inducted like a gazillion times. So I'm leaning more towards if it's Christian, possibly, maybe if it is good for Christian. I don't think the hype they've been hyping up doesn't really match Christian's caliber not to take away from any of his matches and the things he's done within the WWE but if he still wants to wrestle good on you you're going to help some of the other young guys on whatever show that they produce 
you know, good for you. The next thing I just want to say, if WWE does something with another legend, I don't want to hear a one of you AEW fans say anything because y'all got a whole fucking roster of legends. Oh, boom. Well, when they announce who it is and if we're still recording, we'll discuss it even further. But now it's time to move on to our main topic. Since we talked about AEW Revolution using stunt queen tactics, as I like to call them, to boost and bolster their pay-per-view, well, let's get into why that happens. Our topic today is why why do major wrestling companies use stunt queen tactics to market their pay-per-views? Are their pay-per-views good enough on its own? So... I would like to be the one to present the first case on sure. the stunt queen shit. Okay. So, your okay. So, I feel professional now. <laughs> Us oh, professional? Yeah. I try sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes. So here's the way I see it. So last year uh, in December, WWE put on TLC. And the main event for TLC was an Inferno match, which got a lot of people hyped because it was the last time we had an Inferno match. So everyone was kind of like, oh, you know, they're just doing this because TLC, TLC is always like one of the worst pay-per-views of the year because it's right after Survivor Series. It's hitting in the middle of the holidays. People aren't really paying attention to wrestling. Oh, I hate it. She and Nicole flat out hates TLC. Because the cards, like the matches always suck. They don't do anything. And it just seems like they throw random stuff in there because that's when they start talking about WrestleMania. WrestleMania season's officially on the way. But TLC last year was actually really good. The card was really good. Like the, the non-stipulation matches were really good. And yeah. then when they, get to the, when they get to the Inferno match, which is the match that they hyped up with Bray and Randy, that was really good too. Like, I don't don't remember anyone having to complain about it like the way it was done the whole pyrotechnic thing like people were actually entertained by this which i'm just like okay so they hyped up this match they put in one of the worst pay-per-views of the year but people were talking about tlc for royal rumble because they're just like why hasn't tlc been this good ever because because they could have easily just had a shitty show and then the inferno match was like the main draw Within the same year, we have seen Matt Hardy almost get killed in a spot that went wrong. And I'm putting the blame not only on Matt, because, dude, you're, like, pushing 50. You're doing these stupid shit. You got kids at home. Your wife's knocked up again. Uh, You got your wife at home who... I thought she was about to go after Tony Khan, and that would be the only time I would ever support Rebby Hardy on going off on somebody you had Sammy Guevara who apparently every time something goes wrong in a hardcore situation when it's one of his matches he seems to be the one who doesn't know what to do the guys in the back who didn't think when you get speared you don't fall straight down because even when you watch football players get tackled because it's just a, a spear is basically a more intense tackle they don't fall flat back those guys go flying so you guys couldn't even take five minutes with Looney Tune fucking physics to make sure. Because like people would, because remember when people gave Kevin Owens shit because when he fell off the, the hell in a cell 
they saw like the the uh, the pad that he felt when he fell through the table, and that you saw the white like white pad or whatever that like kind of cushioned the fall, so he wasn't falling straight through on the concrete. Was he not supposed to have a cushion? I mean, because you fall from that type of height, you could die. Right. Well, people were complaining about it, and we said something. We're like, we're, they're looking out for their guy's safety because, you know, WWE puts safety involved, but it's like AEW, on the other hand, they couldn't even take five minutes to make sure the table, that a table was moved like maybe another six inches away from the scalp, from this high rise that they were on. And then it, it's just like, when the, it's it's enough because I love hardcore wrestling. I've stated this a million times before. I love hardcore wrestling, but I like hardcore wrestling done right. Like there was a match between LAX and OVE on Impact. It was a barbed wire, uh, barbed wire rope match. And these guys are getting fucking tangled up in barbed wire where the refs are sitting there. The refs have gloves. They're trying to cut the wire off these guys. Like as soon as like they get you know, stuck with it, they're fucking trying to cut it. And then, like, at the end, like, Jake, like, Jake Chris gets a, he fucking, was, was it Jake or David Chris that deserved it? One of the Chris brothers fucking got, they had, like, skewers, like, stabbed through their head where this dude basically had a fucking mohawk of skewers, and he was bleeding. But as soon as he fell down, the uh, paramedics that were in the ring trying to, you know, take them out of his head and get him patched up and run him back to... Um, the doctors and the trainers back there were, you know, they could get him cleaned up and make sure nothing was wrong. My biggest issue, it just seems like they want to, and I'm, and I'm calling out, it seems like I'm calling out AEW, but from what I've seen with them, they just, they don't care about the aftermath. They only care about the whole having this gigantic spot, like tonight with Moxley and Omega having that barbed wire explosion match. It's like the last time y'all did this, you considered it unsanctioned. And what were they in Maryland or something like that? Sorry about that. Yeah, that was that was weird. So and then like they got in trouble by the state of Maryland saying if you pull that shit again in our state, you're not allowed to come back here for like what 10 years or something like that. That'd be banned for wrestling there. Right. So it's just like I don't get it because. I want to see. I want to see a good hardcore match, but I don't want to see where it's some backyard trash bag wrestling hardcore, where you're already putting your body on the line when you're a wrestler, but you're also you're going to the extreme with the hardcore stuff. Wouldn't you want? I, I'm so tired of people getting on the WWE about that. Like, wouldn't you want to make sure that these guys and these women who go into like Hell in a Cell matches, table matches, uh, you know, any kind of match that's considered hardcore gimmick. Wouldn't you want them to be safe so they can, I don't know, be alive to wrestle next week? Yeah. I mean, shit, even ECW back in the day, like EC fucking W in the fucking bingo halls, and I'm pretty sure they didn't even have any medical staff at that point. There was at least trust with the guy that they weren't going to get hurt. But it's just like, I'm seeing this stuff on AEW and it's like, y'all are not being safe. And then you have to go back to Moxley being in another fucking gimmick match. And it's like, okay, Moxley is my age. He's going to be 36 this year. He's already saying 
he has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. And granted, he's done the hardcore shit in his younger days. If y'all y'all don't understand, this takes a toll on their bodies. Well, he, Moxie, he's part of the push behind he is. He's it. part of the problem, though. He's the reason why they're doing it. And I... I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know, I don't have any issues with Moxie. I think he's a great guy on the show, but at the same time, you're like, you can't, you can't put yourself in these types of matches and have these types of things going down. And then it, it, it's not, it, it just seems odd to me. Like, why? When why you, are you doing this? For what exactly? When you what have mixed fully. When you have Mick Foley coming out and telling these younger wrestlers that are coming out, you do not have to do these gimmick matches. You do not have to do hardcore matches. If you want to keep going as long as you can and not take years off your career, don't do this. If it's Mick fucking Foley, the guy who lost an ear, kept going, the guy who damn near died in hell in a cell, like I'm pretty sure you saw his soul leave his body and then it stopped and it came back and people were like legit like everyone was like oh they're acting i'm like there's no right way these refs are acting when this dude just got first off he got choke slammed from 20 fucking feet and then he fell through it which wasn't supposed to happen mick does not remember the rest of that match he remembers falling and that's it the next thing he remembers is that he's in the fucking hospital. So you see your heroes, you see your idols, you see your icons doing this. And you're, Mick Foley looks like he's old enough to be my dad. He's only 20 years older than me. He, he's part of the reason why that match is happening. He, him and Kenny Omega yeah. did that together. They're, they're, they're not, and I'm like, this Neither match is extreme is extreme we're they're talking about exploding barbed wire shit and i'm like what the fuck is this and then i got people coming at me like oh well they do it in in new japan all the time these are the kind of messages that they do all the time and i'm just like yeah they don't necessarily do them in new japan too because new japan is really funny about that but it is like this is a popular form of wrestling in japan like this hard like very very extreme deathmatch type and um what is that documentary the what it's a vice documentary series the um, about czw i know the one you're talking about no it's not it's not a czw where they went to japan too oh okay because i know they did one with czw yeah they did one with czw um but they also were in japan and then they talked and they really like, and they really talked about it because, you know, that's, there, there's quite a few hardcore legends that really profiteered that with, in that country. Um, no offense, honestly, if Mox messes his shit up, I don't feel bad for him. I really don't because don't he should know better. I don't feel bad. Um, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing him anyway. So if he messes up his, if I mean, I'm not wishing injury, but you know, if you got to stay home for a few months, then I'm, I'm not sad about it. Um, I mean, we all know this is his way of getting written off TV so he can be home with Renee when well, their daughter why does it have to be this but, extreme? He could yeah, just and lose it's, the match. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. Like, he could have just had a regular fucking match and then got jumped by the elite, got taken out by all of them, and then no one would have said anything because we all know why you're getting written off. So you're going to. 
like this is my thing and I don't know if it's just because I'm a parent I did a lot of stupid shit back when I was younger and luckily I never broke any bones I'm still trying to figure out how that didn't happen but having my kid has mellowed me out and I don't want to do these stupid fucking you know driving 90 miles an hour while drunk on the interstate on Saturday night. I don't want to do that anymore. I, I want to be here for my kid. So you, you want to fuck up? Like, that's what Daniel Bryan's doing. He wants to be here for his kid. That's why he's pulling back. Like, why, would, why do you want to hurt yourself to the point that something could go wrong and something could go wrong in a match like this, knowing your child is months or even closer to being born and you want to go and do something fucking stupid like this like what the fuck is wrong with you i uh, i don't know janae you're the only one who hasn't said anything what do you think about the overhyping stuff just the hardcore stuff the AEW i mean yeah like I mean, just everything, the stunt queen stuff, the hardcore stuff, because it all plays in together. So you just, just tell me what you think about it. Um, so my, my thing is, so I remember I, I posted in the group chat a little snippet of the Moxley interview, and he says, you know, it's watered down and this, this, and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, just because a wrestler doesn't, you know, want to take, doesn't want to smash light bulbs over their head, staples to the forehead, chair. Like, they don't want to do all that. That doesn't mean when they do an extreme match that it's watered down. They're looking at what's best for their body. And the thing I have with AEW is it seems like they're doing things that WWE used to do where they go for the big wow. So they're doing a bunch of spots and doing a bunch of crazy things like this death match. They're, it's this big... But there's so many things that can go wrong. Like you have exploding barbed wires and all that, which are probably someone's triggering. What if they trigger it wrong? It's going to be a bloody mess. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a bloody mess. And it's just the thing of you're hyping it so much to where I feel like in a sense, it's going to be, for me, it would be like a disappointment. I'm not a big fan of people overhyping things because then when you actually see what's going on, it's it's nothing that you imagined. It's nothing where you're like, oh, you guys hype this for that. Cool. And like WWE does it too. There's times where they'll hype some shit up, be overly dramatic queens about something, make a big deal about something. And you finally see what it is. And it's like ridiculous. And I get it. You're trying to put eyes on the product. You're trying to you know, put butts in the seat if you have a crowd. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of wrestling fans are like slowly like moving away from wrestling because it's like you're telling me these things that you're not delivering. Um, so I think it, it all of it just needs to stop. Like I'm so sure that AEW, if they continue this route of big things and having these crazy like extreme matches because they can do that, someone's really like really gonna get injured not like the Matt Hardy smash your head on but someone's really going to get injured to where like they're either gonna have to take a step back and look at things or they might not have a lot of viewers after watching it because people might be like I don't know if I could watch this shit because the thing is they're not telling wrestlers no like uh, Omega was the one who came up with this like exploding barbed wire thing and Moxie's like yeah let's do it 
And Tony Khan's like, cool, I'm down. And sometimes you don't need, you don't need a yes man. Sometimes you need, someone needs to tell you no. And the thing is, Tony Khan is allowing these wrestlers to do whatever they want to do because he's like, fanboy here, that's going to be your problem. That's why I give some kudos to WWE when maybe a wrestler has an idea, they go, no, you're not going to do this. So, or they figure out another way how they can pull it off, considering the yeah. safety for everybody involved. Yeah, and you know, Moxley can say things are watered down, but WWE can't do an exploding death match. They can't. Just because of the sponsorships they have and everything else and how public they are, they can't do that. And when AEW starts to make money, hopefully get more sponsors and everything else, they're going to realize some of that stuff they can't do anymore because they will lose money. They will start to lose sponsorship from other companies wanting to place their product on their show. Well, also think about this. I got to call, I got to call Tony Khan out on this. You're going to let your champion, one of the highest draws you have in your company right now. So you have, well, two of your highest draws, Kenny Omega and Moxley. And you're going to open, and you're going to let them do this kind of match where like Janae said, something could go wrong. So not only are you going to take out Moxley, something could happen to your champion. And then what are you going to do? You're fucked. I honestly think this is going to be his last match before he takes some time off to go be a father. I know, but they could have just had a regular match and have a beatdown. And then it's like Moxley got beat down, blah, blah, blah. But when was the last time Moxley had a regular match, though? You don't even the know. The match he had with Omega when he first, when he actually defended his title and they cheated him out of it. Like, that was um, no, um, he had a match with um, Kenta. Yeah. The American New Japan. Oh, shit. What? And he retained, which I don't, I, there's no reason he should have retained that. No. Kenta. I'm still mad about that. I found a stream for AEW Revolution and she did just drop real right on her neck. Just oh fuck. Is she okay? Yeah, but I think it looked worse than what it was. But that was nasty. But like that's when um if Tony Khan, okay, uh, again, I'm gonna talk call Tony Khan out till fucking doomsday. You got a lot of shit for the Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara situation that happened. You showed a little bit of spine by saying if this, what we talked about earlier, by pulling your wrestlers, if Joey Ryan showed up or if he was part of that show, but you're still going to let your champion who you have a major storyline with right now, with the good brothers and the supposedly thing you have going on with impact, you're going to have him and Moxley go in this kind of match where accidents happen. It's wrestling. People can get injured. This is not like a, a you know, shit can go wrong. You, like you have to put in like every single situation, every calculation, every decimal point. Like if Omega gets hurt, you're fucked. If Mox gets hurt, yeah, this is his last match, but he could not be able to wrestle again if something goes wrong. And if I Kenny's see. out, if well, Kenny's also- out for X amount of time, what are you going to do? Do you have a backup plan? 
but also would, it's not like he's forcing like they're like they're saying yeah they want to do this yeah like they brought this up so we can't really put all the blame on tony like they're they're grown men like, like they came to him with that idea and he right. just said okay like that's, he it's it's not all is i can't put that all on him when I when Kenny well he's he's not really in stuff like that too much so I'm not gonna get too much on him but especially Mox like he's had has issues with his uh, with his body he's has staph infection problems yeah like Mm -hmm. be fucking smarter like that's not on Tony Khan like he he's a grown man like you're about to have a child like like stop being and you it's not necessary for you to do these gimmicky gimmicky matches and this is why people are bored with you. And this is why people think you only know how to do hardcore matches because this is what you perpetuate. Pretty much. My, my biggest gripe with this specifically and Moxley is better than this is my point. And I, I feel like you, you want to stay in this little niche, but you got to grow up, man. Like that's the, the most... That's the kindest way I can say in it without saying stop trying to kill yourself every time you go out in a match because it makes me think you have mental issues and you're not dealing with that. So you're doing reckless shit to kind of cope with what you're doing. I don't understand why you have to one-up every match that you do. So first things first, the first match you had with Omega, you had a barbed wire hardcore style match, right? Even mm-hmm. though the barbed wire wasn't real and all of that, it was the point that it was made to look real. You had like faux glass in the rain. You guys had barbed wire, you know, um, wrapped brooms and bats and all kind of shit like that. And it's just like you were upset because WWE was perpetuating the fact that you were a lunatic. You didn't want to be deemed the lunatic fringe anymore. But the persona you have in AEW is not far off from what you were in WWE. The only thing is you're cleaner in WWE than you are where you are in AEW. You have a little bit more control over where your character goes and what it does. But the fact of the matter is I specifically don't care about you damn near killing yourself in a match every other month or so. My idea of wrestling is not revolving around that now don't get me wrong alexis and nicole have shown me some very good hardcore style matches like kaylee ray and piper nevin's match or the match that i saw with um what was it um mance warner and mlw those matches were okay they weren't as brutal as i thought they were gonna be but they were okay But that's not something that I want to see on a regular basis. And the problem with that is you use these tactics along with the let's keep everybody invested for the rest of the night with this whole announcement shit. These are stunt queen tactics. If your company is where you say it is and everything is great, then why are you utilizing these marketing schemes and tricks to get people to watch your show? I can only imagine that would be the reason why, because there's no reason to have a major announcement like this on a pay-per-view. There's no reason to have this ridiculously over-the-top match, regardless of how dangerous it is. There's no reason to have it because you could just have a match with Moxley and Omega and it still be what it needs to be. It can still give what it needs to give. 
So I'm I'm just at the point where I I just I Nicole's right. I don't really care about Moxley anymore in that regard. And that's sad because I truly loved Dean Ambrose in the WWE. I understood completely why he left. And I in his shoes, I probably would have left too. But I don't think that I would leave and then just go complete ape shit in AEW and just do the craziest things I could just because. I, I don't think I would do that. I still would act like an adult. And I just feel like he's acting like a 15-year-old who finally got his handcuffs free. He's off punishment, so he's going buck wild. And I, I'm just over that. So my, my thing, too, is when you, and this is a question to you guys, when you see these wrestlers doing these, like, specific hardcore matches, and we can take Moxley as, as an example, he loves wrestling, but his specific niche that he loves a lot are these type of matches that he's going to have with Omega. Why do you think these wrestlers love doing those matches where it's like, you know, you're going to be bleeding. Like there's no way this match is that, that, that this match that is happening tonight, they're going to come out and they're going to be blood free. They're going to be bloody. Like, what do you think goes in their head as to why they like these matches so much? I think for, well, I'm going to steal Nicole's line. She's probably going to hate me. Um, first off, I think they get dropped on the head way too fucking much to make start making decisions for themselves after a while. Sorry, Nicole. I know I sold your line there. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's like, I get it. They want to go out and put on a good show. But you've seen these kind of matches. Tiff, the match I sent you with, uh, shit, Pentagon, Pentagon and... Uh, AR Fox from Lucha Underground. Oh yeah, that, I forgot about that. That there was a lot of blood, but okay, you also gotta remember, folks, blood can still be gimmicked in wrestling. My husband basically did theater from the whole time he was in elementary school till he graduated from high school. And he has shown me ways that you can sneak blood capsules in, how to get fake blood in, and how you can activate it to make it look real. I'm not saying that a lot of these guys like. It's not all fake. I'm pretty sure a lot of them do bleed, but I wouldn't want to have blood loss in a ring. That's like the one thing I would never want to do. I think the problem is when it comes to guys like Mox, these hardcore guys who can't seem to change their shit around as they get older is they don't know what else to do. And me as a hardcore wrestling fan, I like, I like seeing these kinds of like brutal matches because Hardcore, these kind of matches are like the things where everything else has failed and it's like the last chance. Like that's when you need to bring out matches like these anymore. Like you've done everything else. Here's the final thing to have whoever's the top draw, the top dog walk away the winner, okay? Um, I don't think they don't know how to do anything else because Mox was in CZW. He did the hardcore shit there and after a while, you just how how am I trying to say this? It's 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 like you he he doesn't know anything else, right? And, and, he, that, and he being pigeonholed, it's like him being in WWE and being stuck there. It it kind of forced him into a box, and he's upset. So now he's able to be free. So now that he's free. He's making sure that he can. Oh, now see this ain't right. 
he's making sure that he can really spread his wings and fly. Yeah, like, but at what cost, though? At all costs, which is why I said it lends something to the mental capacity. It just does. I mean, you see guys, like, I love I love the old school ECW, but you see guys now, you see Tommy Dreamer, the Duke and Harley Walk. You look at the Dudley boys, just look at Devon Dudley's forehead. His forehead does not move, like, when he moves his eyebrows. That's so much scar tissue. He's, like, permanently stuck with his eyebrows in one place. I... I just think that wrestlers, like, if I could just give advice as a wrestling fan to, like, new guys coming in, don't always fall for these tricks because we don't always want to see this. And it's like, if this is the only thing you have to offer, then you need to sit down and you need to go back to the drawing board. And you're like, okay, you know what? I can't do this shit that I used to do back in my 20s. I need to figure out what I can and can't do just to make me last a little bit longer in this industry. Because... Just because you're a John Moxley, that don't mean there's the next one somewhere that's just pining to get the position that you're in. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, Janae, I really don't know a good answer to your question. It just sounds like I'm rambling. No, it's, it's, it, they, they enjoy it. They like doing it and they feel like that, that's their niche. That's their that's their, that's where they reside. That's their home. So they're not going to stop doing it, but I don't right off want people to stop wrestling that way, but I don't think that it should happen every time. Like Moxley does this almost every pay-per-view and they only have four. So and if it's not on a if it's not on a pay per view, they do some kind of version of it on Dynamite. Or I'm glad yeah. JR is remembering where he's at tonight. <laughs> but even if, so, like when you think about the, like I said, back to the stunt cleaning. When I and I don't always mean just focusing on Moxley and his gimmicky matches because that is a selling point of this particular pay-per-view. However, like I said, the announcement thing was another one. A lot of people were more interested in who they were signing than the actual pay-per-view, which says a lot. That says a lot about the pay-per-view itself. Okay. So I, I haven't been as invested in AEW, so I'm not like particularly sure about the card itself that I think it was bad or good I don't really have an opinion one way or another I thought some matches would be good and others wouldn't but in this particular case I I can understand how people are like okay so the match is being hyped specifically because of this announcement and it's just like Jesus like why isn't the, the actual pay-per-view good enough well let's also before the AEW oh, comes come with us at their pitchforks and torches they did the same thing at survivor series when it came to the undertaker no they did and i was pissed about that because survivor series is one of my favorite pay-per-views same here but all they they all they seem to have focused on was the undertaker and then that's all and all through the night survivor series kind of survivor series is like one of my favorites it's my top two neck behind mania rumbles number three but like you just don't like it's like all you did is kind of like royal rumble or not royal rumble wrestlemania that year you built it up around one thing 
and then you don't deliver and then you wonder why people get mad at you because you hype this shit up so bad and when it doesn't deliver people are like what the fuck was that like what did i just waste my time on why is miro holding in his stomach so much what is happening have you been eating what are you what about this like, is he sucking it in or like holding it? He's like, oh, so weird. He's holding it in. What like, the fuck? You, you ever watch like those old, those really, really old detective movies and TV shows where the guys take off, they have to take off their shirts, and all of a sudden you see them and you can see, clearly see them holding it in. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, he's holding it in. I, I don't understand. What the fuck? Oh, he is bleeding. Oh. So oh, I just man. have a question because I'm not watching it. But how many people have bled already on this show? Just him. These, these are the first ones. Yeah. For AEW, that's uh, actually decent. Well, Cody hasn't had a match yet, so you know. Period. Oh, yeah. They haven't had that ladder match yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's another. Oh, and he's bleeding because he pushed his head through the through the. Yeah, he yeah he Black. pushed him through a little too hard. That's like genuine, and they're just working with it. Yeah, it's blood off of his arm though. His arm is what got cut up. And you know, Cody, Cody's another one. He's another little stunt queen because he he like he's gotten a lot, kids. but he's gotten a lot better though. Yeah, he's he's really re- reined it in. But wait, well, and I then. Just, uh, I just well, keep thinking of that me. match that, that he had with Warblow, and he did that moonsault off the cage, and I'm like, it didn't even look like a moonsault. It just looked like someone threw a fucking crash test dummy off the fucking top of this cell, and I'm just like, dude, you not okay. want to live anymore? <laughs> okay, Nicole, I'm confused. All right? What? This match is happening. Did it, it, They didn't even wait to see if his partner could come out there. Well, Orange and him were talking, and then they and just then started they attacking them. Him. Yeah, but then they came out, threw him in the ring, and they just started the match. It's just weird. I don't know how they're allowed to just start the match like that. They it's didn't even make sure match. he was okay. They just they just his hair looks fantastic. <laughs> he, he's eating. Penelope, her hair looks really good. Who's doing her hair back there? I don't like, know. That's such a good color. Such a good coloring. And it's all smooth. Who's doing their hair? I don't like Miro. I, I just, I don't, I don't write off like him. Oh, also, Nicole, maybe you would know. So um, Big Show did a hint saying whoever the person is, you can't outwork them. Is a wrestler, who's a wrestler that says that? Honestly, Janae. My brain cells aren't really the greatest at this age. Um, no one that's really no one's that's really coming to mind, to be honest. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's someone, like I said, I hope it's like an indie legend. Like I would really appreciate that because I think they would really benefit from it. Yeah. Um but I don't know. No, baby ain't know. nobody over there I, honestly you know. at this point i don't even care anymore yeah like the thrill is gone oh, yeah they he must- he's coming out now like the 
thrill is gone. No one cares because this is the like the sad thing is if this is the selling point of your pay per view and the only thing people are talking about, then y'all need to have a come together with Jesus meeting or whatever and be like, because I'm because here at wrestling fans we are fucking fickle and we know if this don't live up to the hype, people are going to lose their absolute shit. Oh, Orange Cassidy on some shit. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh, God. I love Orange Cassidy. It's just it's just too much happening with, with the stun. And I just want you guys to just focus on your shows and the wrestling and make your storylines worthwhile. You don't need to do all this extraness. Well, since we're talking necessary. about since we're talking about this here's like a part two to this these wrestlers that come out on the indies and i'm not i'm calling them out by name so you got the ricochets the uh like the guys who kind of rely on the whole uh fucking you know flips and tricks and everything like you've seen what happened like ricochet got called up to wwe he degraded yeah. nxt but it's like as soon as he got on the main roster it was like they didn't know what to do with him. Well, I told you why that that is. Because a lot of the times, it's easier to be an indie darling like that with Ricochet because you don't have to have a speaking. You don't have to talk. You don't have to do what most WWE superstars have to do. So it's easy for them to be, you know, superstars in the, in the indie scene and superstars in NXT too, because NXT is wrestling forward. Even though they have storylines there, it's not as commercialized as WWE. It's like a step before you get to the main card. So that is the reason why Ricochet is floundering. Ricochet has got to be able to show up and improve. That is, that is not like it's not a situation that ricochet can't perform in terms of wrestling because he can but also he is another one where he's a one-trick pony too the flips and the tricks last for only so long how long are you just going to keep flipping and tricking in the ring at some point you've got to be able to show and prove that you're capable of withstanding as Don always says you have to have something to keep people interested in you. You have to be ever changing. And Ricochet's been there for a while. You tell me one thing he's changed. One thing he's improved. Nothing. And, and you know that, that is, like that's why I give guys who I mean, like to an extent, AJ Styles was a stunt queen back in the day. But as he's gotten older, he's realized he needs to focus more on wrestling instead of doing just flips and tricks. And But even then, like when he was doing that, he could still actually wrestle without having to rely on that kind of shit. Like, well, Rick a lot of the older guys realize they're like, I can't keep doing this shit anymore. And then you got assholes like Jericho trying to do a fucking lion saw and damn near breaks his neck. This Ricochet like I'm more, I love the high flying style, but like, like he needs more than that though. Um, he, he definitely, cause it's like, what do you do with him? Like, yeah, you can put him in the rink and he can do good matches, but like storyline wise, like what can you really do with Ricochet? <laughs> Not <sorry>. much. <laughs> you have to see how Miro's hanging on to these ropes. 
He's such. He is. He sucks. He's oh, horrible. Pushed her off. Oh, what happened? Oh, Miro pushed um Cassidy into um Penelope. Uh oh, Kiff, defend your wife. No, on second thought, Penelope just whooped his ass. Oh, Kip's on the outside tending he to her. Defend your wife, you crop top wearing motherfucker. Come on. Why 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 haven't they done anything with Kip Sabian? I mean I she... watched like this really great um I think it was what culture. Yeah, and they were talking. And it was a video of, it was like 10, it was like 10 superstars. And it was like five superstar, five or top, top of 10 wrestlers. It was like five that would be better suited for WWE and that are currently signed to AEW and vice versa. And Kip and Penelope were on there. They were like, I, they're like, they are like, when their contracts are up this, they should probably go. Penelope could. Penelope doesn't even need like if she what walked into the point. Of, what was the point? And is even it, though he's smaller, he he's what? smaller. That I think Vince would like him because he would like his presentation. He would love Penelope. Why? Yeah, he would love Penelope. Are you kidding me? What? He looked like he was crying. Yeah. Who? I'm so mad the way that they've been handling Orange Cassidy. Who's crying? Miro looked like Miro. he was. I just don't understand this match. I feel like this could have been a well been all dynamite. between Miro and Kip already. Oh, look, it's the Ninja Turtle. Oh, be quiet. They could have just had this on dynamite. I. I... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you could have had that on Dynamite, and then could have moved Britt Baker and Macho yeah. and moved that to the card. Like, I ain't gonna lie though, MJF jacket is kind of fire. That that jacket dope. That's nice, bro. You did that. The little light shot on the side. That's all right, right there. The <laughs> fact that you have an actual tag team standing in the background looking bored, and you have a slapjack put together team. What? How okay? Wait, how did they lose this match? Because I didn't get to see that. Nicole, did you the see the match? It? Was stupid. It doesn't even matter. Who won? The Young Bucks. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I kind of figured they would win, but you know, any whoosie. But it's just, I don't know, whoever this person is, if these are the matches, because I'm not watching it, but if, like, these are the matches that is leading up to this, I'm saying, I stood off Twitter for a fucking reason tonight. I knew there was a reason. Well, I, I mean, getting... that match with Sheeta and um, Rio wasn't bad. It was it was very good. That was Sheeta a good win. match. Um, Sheeta yeah. won, yeah. Okay. The match before that was really good. I didn't get to the see the tag it, right? team. The tag team tornado was good, actually. Okay. Um, that triangle one. Um, the stuff on the buy-in wasn't bad either. It's not bad. No, I just don't like Sabian. I mean, I didn't like that match with Sabian, Miro, and Orange Cassidy and Chuck. Yeah, no, mean- that's that's uh, that's easily the worst match of the night. But Miro was in it, so I don't know. I heard the so uh, the, not- the, the little 
Casino Royal was pretty sloppy until it got to the end. Shout out I don't to consider that because it's a pre-show. Husband. Yeah, so that's like a pre-show, so I don't necessarily like... I don't really count that towards like the quality of the pay-per-view because it doesn't necessarily matter. It's just kind of like people they kind of want to showcase but don't have but didn't have rhyme or reason to put them on um, a regular show. And this is just like across the board. This is for WWE and AEW. So I didn't necessarily like was too bothered about what was going on or not going on in the um, uh, that's what she thinks of it and I'm going to be driving in like two seconds so I'm, I'm gonna sound weird because I forgot it was my friend's birthday party and I just got yelled at oh overall <sighs> I just I'm over it I'm over the flips I'm over the tricks I'm over the Carney, that's what it is. I get it. Wrestling <laughs> is based on Carney, but you don't need to rely on the same Carney tricks that they had to use back in the day. I wonder how much apple juice they go to to mimic whiskey for Adam Hangman. Exactly. <laughs> um. So. Okay, so that's what happened. Oh, Hangman switched the contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that is it him and the Matt Hardy match? Yes. Wait, so what's the um the stipulation again if if Hangman wins? Oh, that's why it's called the big money match. I don't remember. Okay. It's like he gets like X amount of money from Matt Hardy, and if he loses, Matt yeah. Hardy has he has to be Matt Hardy's client, some bullshit like that. He said that he'll get one hundred percent of his um First quarter, was it first quarter merchandise sales or something yes, like that? Yes, his merch sales. Which is stupid. I actually think that's hella smart that he fucked him <laughs> over like that. Because he tried to get the dude drunk and steal his 30%. Supposedly, the big money Matt thing is kind of a play on Vince. Well, right. he did it before in TNA. Yeah, he's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not, yeah, big money Matt. That he, That's something that he's been doing for years one thing Matt Hardy knows how to do is reinvent himself yeah like that like that gimmick I liked a big honestly I really wish he would bring back um Matt Hardy version one I liked that I like that was my favorite Matt Hardy thing oh same I thought I loved it I really wish he would bring that back like 50 something no. no, 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 he's in his 40s. Yeah, his early 40s, if that. I don't think me, my biggest thing is the way that Tony Khan and AEW have been hyping this mystery Hall of Fame signing person for it to be Christian and not taking away the things that Christian has done while he was wrestling in WWE or even in TNA. The way that they're hyping it, the hype doesn't match Christian it being Christian. So right. for me, so for me, like if I'm watching AW and I'm seeing this hype and then Christian comes out, I'm going to be like, yay, I'm happy for Christian. He has a two-year deal because obviously he probably wanted to do something in WWE, but WWE is like, look, we're trying to focus more on the younger guys. We really don't have you out there wrestling. And maybe the medical people were like, yeah, you're good, but we don't want to chance it. 
And AEW's like, we'll take you, whatever, fine. Our medical, we'll clear you. But it's just like, to me, this is not some huge signing to be hyping up so much. Now, the AEW hardcore stands, they're going to think it's great. They're going to think it's awesome that Christian's there. But these are the same fans that would shit on WWE when they had Legends Night. These are the same fans that were shitting on the fact that Big Show had a title match against uh, Drew McIntyre like after he won at WrestleMania, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The same people that were upset that, you know, Goldberg had came back, but then they were fine with Steen coming back. And they're like, well, Goldberg's not, Goldberg didn't get it. Goldberg didn't win. Yeah, he got a title shot, but he lost in like three minutes. So it's just like, for me, it's like, you're mad that WWE is using Legends, but then the minute Legends come to AEW and they're wrestling like Sting, they're wrestling like Foley Blanchard, Arn Anderson's going to be wrestling sometime in the future in some weird way. Like, you guys are fine oh, with God. that, though. Yes. Yes, they did say he was he was coming back to the ring. Like, why? Have, I, don't, have Christian, I, I don't know. I don't have any idea. So then now you have Christian I don't think um Christian is necessarily a medical thing because they wouldn't have ever their medical is so strict they never would have even let him in the rumble in the first place if they weren't going to if they if they weren't they didn't view him as fully capable of being in the ring altogether. Right. That is true too. I just That's think they, you- they're just focusing on building the talent, which is what they should be doing. Isn't this what all of us have been asking for? Yeah, and I think with Edge too, it's just one of those where like, yeah, he has his run now, but majority he's going to be working backstage. He's a producer. I think on the other hand, Edge, he probably doesn't want to, not Edge, uh, Christian, he probably doesn't want to work backstage as a producer. He still wants to wrestle. And WWE's like, nah, bro. Nah. So he's like, I'm just going to go to AEW. And they're giving him a two-year contract in which I think he was on a pay-per- TV appearance when it came to the WWE so yeah. this is more money for him and he gets to wrestle so of course he's going to go over to AEW but, but what I'm looking at I'm looking at an like an updated version slowly going towards TNA and WCW yeah this is what I'm seeing I'm seeing TNA and WCW I hope that's not true and I hope that the I'm I'm hoping that Cody and some of the guys who are there, they just start to really reel back after this is over. They start to pull back once they get the shows running and they'll they'll start making changes to make sure that their talent is getting pushed. I'm I'm gonna stay optimistic and hope against hope that that's what's gonna happen. Cause I really I would feel very bad for all of the guys there because that's that's not lending anything to them. That forces them back on the indie scene or fighting or fighting for a spot in WWE. It's not right. Well, you know, well, let's let's take it back here. Not none of these people have fucking masks on. What are you watching? Revolution. Oh, she's watching Revolution. Yeah. I'm giving. I'm. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm putting it low. Um, Revolution was my favorite of their pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Even though that was like a very unpopular opinion. Everyone was like, um, double or nothing or like something else. I was like, no. I said Revolution last year. I'm really excited for this women's match though. But um, 
I was like revolution from and low key this big money match for some reason. I don't know why. It just sounds interesting to me. I was like revolution top to bottom last year was so good. It was fun. I was like, it was different. I think that's when the MJF turned on him. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, it was just like really good. I was like, how do you, it's like, how do you not see? I was like, it was the most consistent pay-per-view they had last year. My thing is just this, like, let's take it back for a second. Even if it's not like a WWE guy or, you know, what the names have been thrown around. Honestly, if if it's not literally like Bret Hart, I don't care. But I can't oh. see Bret Hart get in the ring, though. I mean, no, he's, he's, he, no. Like, yeah, okay. whoever this person is, is Hall of Fame worthy. They're not in the Hall of Fame yet. And then they're going to be wrestling, but they're also going to be like a mentor to the newer wrestlers for another show that they, they're producing. They're going to have. I kind of, I don't think it's Christian because it's like he could have done that at WWE. So what's the point? But this is what I'm just trying to say, though. Is that's like, true. What is, what yeah, is, like, like that's why I think it's weird. What if it's just like, and this is what I've been thinking, because I know I voiced this earlier. What if it's like some like big indie legend? And I would that really very like well that. could be that. But like, but like think, but think of this, think of this. You have guys as I can't believe I'm fucking defending him. You brought in Brian Cage. You hyped up Cage being there so bad. And I was buying into the hype because I'm like, oh shit, he could really take take out Mox, you know? And all they did was like have a two week feud with him, with him and Mox, and then it was like forgotten. And then it kind of he got lost in the shuffle till they put him with Taz. And even then, it's like, what has he done after yeah, y'all took all the time to hype that? I get what they say online and how some of the dirt she's describing. They say Taz's faction is the best faction in wrestling right now. No, it's not. <laughs> No, I'm not. just going by what they're saying. I did. I don't <laughs> agree, because I, I don't care for Taz in that regard. I think he should have been stuck. I should. I feel like he should have stayed on commentary because no, he could have helped. He could have helped Excalibur get his shit together, and Jay. He can't be any worse than Jr. The J- only good thing Taz about Taz's faction is Ricky Starks. That's the only good least, thing about it. But Ricky Starks Taz doesn't need him. No, Ricky Starks doesn't need a mouthpiece. He doesn't. If you're gonna put Ricky Starks with a manager, then it's to play off his persona. Ricky Starks does not need a manager. No, that's the the first mistake. Here's what I'm just trying to say: If they were gonna put him with somebody, why didn't you put him with a girl? Why didn't you put him with some hot piece of ass that comes out with him? Like basically, (laughs) what they should have been doing. You know how they were with Penelope and Kip? Yes. Like when. Like, but when they were doing that and she would get interfered with his matches. Before That's they what he, I could understand that. Like, I put him with a hot, have this girl come out and fucking fashion Nova with the fucking stripper heels on and play up to like, have them match. That would have made more sense. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like he's in this Taz's crew or whatever. The only good thing about it is Ricky Starks, and he doesn't even need to be in there because he can do fine all on his own. He he can wrestle, he can cut really great promos, he can get the crowd involved. He's a joy to watch. So I'm just like, he doesn't need to be in Taz's thing. I don't care about Brian Cage in the FTW title. I don't care about Taz. Will Hobbs is like around. 
but I mean, it's like Ricky Starks is one of those few guys in the current, I'm going to call it the current class because I know he's been around for a while, but he's one of those few guys that can be a heel or a face. Either way, you would have people behind him no matter where he stood on that, on that point. But I think he does make a better heel. But it's like they have, and Tips have said this, they have no idea what the hell they're doing back there. They're just, at this point, they're just throwing stuff at the wall to see if it sticks. And you're only a two-year-old company. You can't keep doing this. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try and, and not. I'm, I've been pessimistic <laughs> for this whole time, and I'm like, okay. At, at this point, I'm just losing interest in it, and I don't want to do that. They have superstars there that I like and I want to see. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to either ignore the glaring problems or try to feel like they're going to at least attempt to rectify it so that it 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 balances itself out somewhere and i'm hoping that these tv shows that they add be it youtube or to tnt's lineup that that balances out the show somewhere and they figure out some kind of way to balance out all of this because it's just it's getting to be too much and I don't know why you just get tired of hearing about the shit. You get tired of talking about it. And I'm at the point where I don't even want to watch it anymore. I, I honestly think with them doing Dynamite, okay, you have AEW Dark on YouTube. Now you also have AEW Evolution that's also going on YouTube. Then you're trying to do two more shows. So that's five shows. You only have one show that's on TV. One show's on YouTube. The other show, you couldn't even put it on a TNT on certain. They just run movies back to back. And for some reason, you couldn't even get a spot on a TV network to put that show on. You're going to put the other two on YouTube as well? Because in my thought process, if Evolution is supposed to be the developmental league, shouldn't that be on a a network before your other two shows? I mean, yeah, you're you're right. It should be on there because... I mean, at this point, I've, I've, Nicole has said it and I've said it. You, you're more concerned about spreading out your roster, but you should have been more concerned about making sure your premiere show is set in stone and you haven't done that. You are also creating new things to try to balance out the roster. You're going to have to have multiple teams to run each show and you're going to mm-hmm. understand how difficult that really is. It's not an easy task to run three different brands within a company. And each brand has its own set of roadies, its own team, its own creative. It's got all of that. You're going to have to be able to do that. And you're going to understand that oh, that is not Maki easy. Ito. It's just not what? easy. It's Maki Ito? They actually yeah. got her over from Japan? she cracks me up so i mean here's this too and i've said this before how long okay how long did besides you know let's talk about currently current wrestling tv because daryl daryl uh daryl brought up a good point first thing how long was it before wwe put on another televised show we're not talking about let's start like when they started putting raw on so like late like let's say mid 90s early mid 90s think how long raw was the only show wwe had 
Yeah, besides like besides, main event or like you know Sunday night heat, you know, right. besides stuff but like that. But that was like pre episodic like, show. Yeah, like shotgun Saturday night. That but that was all stuff done on Raw. Well, I'm showing my age. Thunder Rosa. Um, yeah. So like, how long was it? Like, I don't so know if I like this about... gear on her though. <laughs> I don't like let's, this color. Let's just talk about main shows. We so raw raw started in like the mid early nineties, like ninety four, ninety five, I think, because that's when I started watching it. So okay. from that point to about two thousand, because that's when SmackDown premiered, right? It was like in the early two thousands. Yes, it was yeah. in nineteen ninety nine, I believe, or something. Okay, like that. so. WWE, one of the biggest wrestling company. I'm not calling it sports entertainment. It's wrestling. So one of the biggest wrestling companies in the world, which has proven that despite all the bullshit that goes on, they can still survive. Like there is no stopping them at this point. They waited almost 10 years or like half a decade to even think of putting on another well-produced show. I'm not talking about like Shotgun Saturday Night. Because after SmackDown, that's when like Sunday Night Heat came. Yeah, like, you know, they brought back like different like Velocity that they and out of all those shows WWE have put on, because main event I don't count because that's on the network now. You have SmackDown and you have Raw, but it took that's them it. almost ten years. It almost took them almost ten years to put another show on the air that was like actual timeline, like actual canon WWE. If that makes sense. No, that's true. But they were they were testing the waters to see if they could actually pull the trigger. I mean, there's a lot that goes into producing another television show. I'm not saying that AEW can't do it. I'm saying maybe they're biting off a little bit more than they can chew. And on top of your roster being so top heavy, and mm -hmm. then you running out and hiring all these other people, I think you should have first figured out a way to use the roster that you have, get the traction going with those guys and move this forward, especially with the elite being the ones who are the, the top tier guys on this particular show. You should have been focusing on building your brand off of the backs of them and then moving into the Orange Cassidy's and the Darby Allens and the Ricky Starks. And if you want to, you can bring Cage in there. And at the time, Brody Lee was there you were already starting to build off of them. It just seems to me like you're 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 just moving too quickly. And you're gonna but you're gonna fizzle out before you can even get started if you're not careful. That's what I said earlier today in the group chat. You got Young Bucks are the top of the tag division, no surprise, because we all knew that was gonna happen. Omega's champion. And then Cody, because Adam Page is like the only one that's like, whatever, I'll do whatever I'll I'll Put me where you want to put me cody is so happy it's like he wants to stay in the mid card he doesn't want to be high card he doesn't want to be low card he wants to be mid card but my dude if you were going to be a mid card wrestler like a mid card raw that fucking uh entrance that you have that is not a mid card wrestler entrance that is a main eventer entrance like your entrance takes longer than half your matches and the thing too is it, it's for me when I look at it, I'm just like they made sure 
the elite and the ones who have the good contracts and the one who's the ones who are the EVP, they make sure that they held those belts. They made sure they got the belts because they're the ones that are making the decisions. And again, I'm not trying to hate on Cody, but I feel like he's trying to give himself stuff that he wasn't able or allowed to get while he was in WWE. Again, I didn't see his run in WWE, but I'm pretty sure he didn't have super long entrances and the and all this like other stuff. So it's, it's funny to me, you have a being the, the elite, they're the tag, tag champions. You have Omega with the title, Cody who had the TNT title. So I'm just, and then you had Jericho who has the largest contract and all that. It's like, you make sure to, that, that they got some kind of titles first. And my whole thing is like I've said before, when you first initially rolled out AEW and the plans, you guys were saying that you were going to take a back seat and give some of the other guys time to shine to show like there are really great wrestlers out there that you need to be paying attention to. But it seems like you're paying it, the people that are holding the belts and titles are the elite. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gents, that's all we got, and we ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Although it was a bit, little bit wonky, it still has some pretty nice gems in here that I think everybody should hear. As always, on behalf of Alexis, Janae, and Nicole, we are very grateful to all of our listeners. We thank you for your patience and your time, and we appreciate every single one of you. Please make sure you like and share our podcast. We don't want to you know, take anything from anybody else, but we consider ourselves to be the one voice in the, in the system that isn't blowing smoke up and up against anybody's ass. And we're really being genuinely honest about the things we see and hear. And with all that being said, we're just four women who love wrestling and are having a genuine conversation about it. And if you want to join the conversation, you are more than welcome to send us a message through our social media or through Anchor. Anchor has messaging you can send us a message there, or you can always contact us on social media. As I said, you can contact us at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter or at D4TC underscore podcast, especially if you have a specific topic that you want us to discuss or debate. We are more than willing to do that. So with all that being said, stay tuned for next week's episode. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to cover all the news that has happened this week. And of course, as always, we're going to recap Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and AEW. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you guys come back and I'll see you guys next time.